0: The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: You're listening to Inside Jokes on the Global News Radio Network. A full hour of comedy and controversy. Politics and punditry. Intrigue and information from inside the green room. Brought to you by Hakeem Optical, makers of quality eyeglasses for the modern audience member. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke.
2: Welcome
0: to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Oh yeah, Canada, you are tuned into Inside Jokes, baby, right here on the Global News Radio 640 network. And of course, coast to coast. <laughs> On Global News, Canada-wide. Good news, Toronto. We have a full studio, a full panel tonight. We're going to go around. We have the cast, the collective, the ensemble. Ensemble of Good News Toronto. <laughs> uh, we're going to find out what exactly this show is. It's been going on for seven years, which doesn't happen a lot in live Canadian comedy. It's, I would say it's an institution. <laughs> <That is quite laughs> I'm going to say it right here on the air. It's an it's a comedy institution. Uh, we'll go along. We'll get a, a roll call of the whole cast here. Who do we have in studio? Uh, Corey Birch. Yeah.
3: Bobby Homer.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, Julia Haste. Emily
4: Farrier. Yeah. Maddox Campbell. And last and also least, Jeremy Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> So six writers
1: performers. Uh, so good news Toronto has been going on for yeah seven years now. Yeah, you guys are once a month at Toronto's famous comedy bar. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so what it, like I know a lot of this show is like you blend elements of stand up sketch improv a lot of writing and sort of you know pre production goes into this show. What what exactly what is what is this show all about like it's
6: Hey, uh, I would describe it as the uh, the Canadian version of The Daily Show, so we're more polite and drunken as <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
1: Canadians
6: tend to be. It's like a, a party happening in a news studio that yeah. also happens to be in a bar.
1: Comedy bar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is basically a live version of a TV news satire show. Yeah, but much dumber. But much yeah. dumber. a lot dumber. Yeah, less
2: yeah. yeah, articulate. Less articulate. Is different. And yeah.
1: I do want to get into because you're doing this live, you're doing it at Comedy Bar, where I mean, crowds just sort of flock in there. It is one of those great spaces in in Canadian comedy and here in Toronto where people come what a novel idea, but to just watch live comedy. like yeah. Yeah. So you'll have regular audience members, you have followers of the show, but Comedy Bar is one of those venues where you will just get random people coming in off the street because they want to just go out, and see some live comedy. They know that they can just pick something. There's four things happening on any given night there oh, and they okay. can just filter in and go, I just want to pop in and see what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's where
6: we found a lot of our audience. Because, uh, you know, for the first like few years of the show, uh, you'd have your friends and family and those people come to support it. But then eventually you'll get like regular people just walking into comedy bar yeah. asking what's on tonight uh, they'll describe the show. Uh, it's like a news parody and people are like, oh, that sounds fun. And then those people will come back again and again. And that's how we've lasted for seven years there. So
1: Yeah, which I mean, you know, like I said, institution. But really, I mean, seven years, for <laughs> for sure. but seven years for a live comedy show in a city like Toronto. I mean, that doesn't happen a lot. There's not a lot of heritage shows in the city that make it past those first few years. I mean, just people... People get bored of what they're doing or audiences come and go. But I mean, for you to actually build this thing and keep it growing. I mean, so when you first launched this, Corey, there was only a couple of you doing this.
6: Yeah, it was myself and a comedian. Her name is Kate Noyes. She moved uh, to Vancouver, uh, maybe because of the show. (laughs) 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 No, but she had to move. Uh, So I was like, how do I keep this going? Yeah. Uh, So for a while, I just did it solo and had guests. Like I had sketch troops, improv troops and that kind of stuff coming on. Uh, And then I eventually started just kind of auditioning different hosts every month. And then I eventually collected a, a group of uh cohorts and they're they're all fantastic and weird in their own way.
1: <laughs> and you all sort of bring your own backgrounds to this show. I mean, there's totally. stand-ups on the show, there's obviously you're all comedy writers in yeah. your own right, there's a lot of sketch and improv people. How did this whole current group of alumni come together? Like how long have you guys been the collective doing this show together for now?
0: I think it's different for each and every mm-hmm. one yeah, of us, right? True. Yeah. We yeah. Each have a different history a different at, different at what point yeah. you sort of, mm-hmm. of stumbled across Corey being like come do my show and us going, I would love to do that. And then seeing if we, uh, we all added something different in the different, our different styles. So what we contribute is a different style of crazy comedy. So
1: and it's, I mean, when there's this many of you coming to this show, that's sort of building and growing as it goes. I mean, it's can be tough. I'd imagine to figure out how you sort of jive together creatively and how you sort of play off of each other. Cause if you go through like, let's say second city, yeah. The whole thing is you're coming up with the people you come up with and you're working off of each other, but you're in that sort of in the framework of that institution. Whereas with this, you're all working towards one goal. You're all building this one specific show. That's one concept and sort of lending yourselves to that. I mean, that must be difficult to come together and go, well, how do we work into this thing?
5: On the on the other hand like because we bring something so uh, different to the table I find it always so exciting to come together at the end of the month and see what everybody else has come up with mm-hmm. yeah. very often I would expect that we would uh, end up having like like crossing over and having similar ideas and being like oh you have a thing about that story I have a thing about that story too but yeah. we're all so different that we end up coming together with like really a huge range in um, in material yeah. and then also we get together also on the day of and manage to kind of work together to like punch stuff up and have fun that way too yeah, Make it like more
7: cohesive so it's like still different voices but we're all still t- kind of telling the same story mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and
4: then i think there's also some fun things that happen just from us working together over <laughs> the years or whatever where you know certain like we like to make fun of cory you know? <laughs> so every yeah. single joke, yeah. 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 Every yeah. joke. Yeah. It, rightfully so he <laughs>
5: died at the end of most of the a show. lot <laughs> of
4: shows i stabbed him a lot so yeah uh, you know we bring different voices and, and styles but then the show has sort of turned into, like, a, a certain style that we all have now as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's another tool in our tool belt, if you will. Yeah. Uh, mm. Basically, making fun of Corey I'm talking about. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Corey's a tool. And I'm a tool. A tool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we often write each other as characters into each other's sketches, and we yeah. kind of, like, have the habit of getting each other's voice. So mm-hmm. even when we're writing lines for each other, they still sound like the types of r- lines that person would write for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you get to sort of bring the audience behind that fourth wall every month in a way too, and go like, yes, we're playing these characters, or yes, we're tackling these certain subjects, but we're also just being ourselves. Like, where we are just recurring as ourselves on this show and bringing them into that process with you too, right? Yeah, That's but half the time we're just playing ourselves. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In in two kind of ways, we do pieces where we're sort of a correspondence, and we have you know as ourselves, but we have a take on the issue, and then we like to do some sketches that sort of break the show as well, in a sense, where we come in and interrupt it, and I'm like, Corey, like I'm, it's me, Jeremy, I. Got to get out of here or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah a lot of a lot of us playing our versions of ourselves. That's how
1: we end the show a lot of the time is us all leaving, all <laughs> having to go somewhere Everybody
4: else. Quitting
6: the show.
1: <laughs> We're going to come back with more of the cast and crew of Good News Toronto. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
0: This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my, uh, still got my teeth and, uh, my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640, Toronto.
2: Oh yeah, welcome back
1: Toronto. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes, baby! (laughs) Right here on the Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, coast to coast, Canada-wide, on the Global News Radio Network. Of course, brought to you by... I'm going to see if the cast can do it. Brought to you by our good friends... At Hakeem Optical. Oh,
2: yeah. Your, Your eyes can, can have it all at yes. Hakeem Optical. Oh, nice! You Whoa, have nice. Yeah. Applause. Yeah. In four
1: and a half years of Hakeem Optical. Who I don't know if they're aware that they sponsor this radio show, but they do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe the, the best back. jingle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> We've just uh-huh. been telling them for four and a half years. Yeah.
2: Take that lens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat it.
1: And our new style line, of course, Vince, for this new season, Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. (laughs) That's that's the one. That's the one that's going to get them to sign. Uh, We have the full cast of Good News Toronto here in studio with us. A live monthly show at Toronto's famous comedy bar that takes on the news and politics and pop culture of the day, blending stand-up and sketch and you guys are yourselves and your characters. It's a whole... It's a huge production that, I mean, you really... Couldn't do this more than once a month, I don't think. Right? You could, no. but you go insane. You
7: yeah, could insane. I mean, you could if you didn't have thirty other side you, jobs. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. if you have sure. to as a
1: comedian. Like you'd have state, to yeah. quit your own stand-up and writing careers yeah, and sure. whatever day yeah. jobs and yeah. Yeah. you know personal Three, four, lives. Four or five day jobs, yeah. 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 and just do this. I mean, how much? Even for a monthly show, I mean, because of the pressure of commenting on. What's happening on a day-to-day basis in news and and politics and pop culture, especially right now, mm-hmm. you know, and especially the news cycle we live in, I mean, how much pressure is there to put this thing together month after month? I mean, to be because you have to be current. you're taking on Truly, stuff as yeah. it happens,
6: yeah, so uh what I kind of do as soon as the uh, last show ends, I'll start tracking the news and stuff like that and like yeah. seeing what like I do it every day, but like I'm just like, okay now I have to say what's happening, what's going on. And I look for those evergreen stories, like uh, the person who invented pizza pockets died, or something like that. Right, which is like it doesn't really matter when that they die happened. every month. Two weeks yeah, so later. Exactly. Every, so every month. Yeah, exactly. And then like, just do do those kind of things, and uh, and then you have to keep watching the news up until almost the last hour before the show, and try to like if anything changes in a story, uh, that kind of thing, and just kind of stories that you can have a fun or weird angle on.
1: Well, and that's the interesting thing, like because you guys are, you know, I mean, you're spending the few weeks leading up to every show, writing this stuff and getting this material ready. But yeah, how how up to the last minute is it? I mean, if you guys are doing a show tonight at Comedy Bar and something huge happens like do you have to do you go well okay well we have to talk about this we
7: kind
0: yeah. of yeah. have to normally yeah.
1: writing right up until the show
0: we, yes. we have like yeah.
7: a couple minutes before yeah. we need to be there we're still You're putting still, together yeah, this
3: fine-tuning yes. so, yeah. it start writing a couple minutes before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. i was gonna say i
5: think we've probably taken a few years off of Corey's life from oh, stress sure. of just being like i'm for writing sure. it right now on the yeah. bus yeah. on the way to the
4: theater
7: i'm getting yeah. it i'm getting it in i swear to god yeah. Yeah. you but know like right as we're about to go on stage
4: usually the way our show works is like we have a mix of Of, like, headline jokes off the top, and that's where the most current stuff usually goes in. Right. We can write before. And then our sketches and our, like, interview bits tend to be, you know, based a little bit off the news, but often they're kind of like they can live in a sort of time where if we're a week or two removed from the story, it's still okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and you can sort of have those be a more set, cohesive thing that you've sort of.
2: Yeah, honed
1: and,
4: that a bit versus
1: your monologue type stuff where it's like okay well this is up to the minute This exactly is we and,
4: and we can have sort of recurring bits that you know the particulars may change the details may be different every month but we have like for example uh, we've done a few times a debate night piece yeah. where two people come on to debate an issue and then it's just the dumbest things you can possibly imagine <laughs> yeah. um, so you know the the subject of the debate might change but the kind of the premise, the is, the still premise the is still yeah,
7: it's mm-hmm. like one person with very articulate arguments and the other one just
4: yeah. Talk and smack. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also much.
3: amazing what you can do if you already have that written and then something happens an hour before the show and then like a mad lib You just swap out one topical yeah. name for an even more topical name for sure And <laughs> you just get a lot of uh, reaction for just doing that just being like I know about that that just happened Yeah, exactly and how much <laughs> I
1: mean because you guys do have a regular audience that comes out I mean, obviously I'm sure you're always bringing in new crowds at comedy bar But I'm sure you guys have your regulars that come out to this and they've gotten to know you guys and they know the, the flavor of the show you know, we always talk about on this show how in stand-up, for those of you guys on the cast who do stand-up, when you're mm-hmm. going out there and doing stand-up, it's very much a lone wolf thing, and you you kind of want to keep the audience removed in a way. It's like, sit there be quiet and laugh when you're supposed to laugh, <laughs> Yeah. and that's it. But with sketch and improv, those live crowds become very much a part of the show. I mean, you feed off that energy. You change what you're doing as you're doing it based on their reactions. I mean, how much do you guys rely on that in this show? I feel like we've been in the audience a couple times. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. shout from the it. audience yeah. or, or yeah. go into the audience
0: from stage. Yeah. So we get them involved a little bit. Yeah. Not like a scary degree. Like, we're not going to drag someone on
4: stage that no, doesn't want to yeah. be there, but... No, but their, their energy definitely plays into it. Like, we know off the oh top gosh, if yeah. our headlines work and the audience is really into it, we're like, okay, they're going to be with us for our much stupider sketches yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, totally. For
7: the things where we're really reaching for
1: All right, perfect. I want to get into some more of the difficult things, maybe, that you guys have had to tackle on this show, stuff that happens in the news. We're going to come back with more Good News Toronto right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez, stole star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio
6: 640 Toronto.
1: I just like coming back from commercials. That's my favorite part of the show. The commercials. commercials, that's my favorite part. Welcome <laughs> back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We have the entire cast of characters from Good News Toronto <laughs> <laughs> right here in studio with us. Uh, if you're just tuning in now, what are you doing with your life? This is We've been on the air for like 20 minutes already. <laughs> uh, but to recap, Good News Toronto happens the end of the month at Toronto's famous comedy bar. And so you guys are doing this live news, satire, stand-up, sketch, interview, just huh. variety of things on stage and because you get to be in a like it's such a fun warm open environment at comedy bar like you very much crowds are there to sort of with this show especially you guys could kind of bring the crowd into what you're doing and feed off that energy so who gets the drunkest at this (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maury (laughs) <laughs>
2: yep. uh, I, I mean, you're the Lord Sorry, Michaels
6: of this
1: show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Who, so he's a yeah. nightmare to work I, with. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. often
6: do write into the scripts. If there's like a story about alcohol, for example, there was uh, one story... That said, there was an ingredient in tequila that helps you lose weight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this theory out on the show. <laughs> yeah. And I did six shots of tequila throughout a show. And then, yeah, yeah by the, I don't remember the end of the show, but uh, <laughs> it was
1: fun getting there. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I guess because you don't have an appetite after that. <laughs> um, yeah, it just burns it all away. I'm exactly. not really sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's a big sort of celebration every month when you when you do this show. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you feel that pressure still? I mean, seven years in, we've talked on this show before about, I mean, comedians who cross that bridge over into producing mm-hmm. their own shows, which is such a different animal. It's mm-hmm. such a different mm-hmm. totally. skill set, Seriously. right? Yeah. Do you still have that? I mean, obviously, you guys have a regular show. Seven years, you're obviously doing more than a few things, right? Mm-hmm. But do you still have that level of anxiety, that hour before the show where you're just waiting for those seats to fill up and waiting to just jump on stage? like Do you still get that nervous pang?
6: Uh, sometimes, it, especially if I have people that I know that are going to be in the audience, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to see your show finally!" I'm like, "Great! It's been yeah. seven years, but you're going to see it tonight. Cool! We got to make it good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I'm never really worried about having a, a full audience. It, comedy bar is is a good le- enough venue. People walk in off the, the streets. streets. Right. Yeah, it's a really good. Yeah. Uh, but even if we were performing for two people, uh, which I've done before when I used to do stand up. At a bar in Tobacco, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes, this show gets more than two. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But what I'm saying is I'm comfortable if there's only two people in the audience. I feel bad for some of the guests on the show, but it's fine. You do comedy for one person. You do comedy for, you know, 50, 70, 100 people, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've all done those, I think. Oh, well, have we ever? <laughs> <laughs> those nights where you go and it's like, yeah, there's like two people in the, and you're like, why you, am I... Yeah. What is? What am I working towards? Here? <laughs> yeah. Truly, yeah. I'm just a kid at the table with the pack of Crayolas. Like, does this matter? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm always of the
0: if there's more people in the audience than the cast, then you're in a good spot. Yeah. 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 I think we've always had that on all
1: the shows. Especially I've been for on. you guys, if you have eight in the crowd, you're winning.
0: <laughs> right. right? Truly. Yeah. That's not bad. That's true. a good night.
1: Yeah. It's a good rule. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
1: Do you have like? Does every month? I mean, obviously, a lot of it depends on what is happening in the news and what mm-hmm. is happening in the world. Do you have like a certain sort of? Theme that you want to address every month where you go, okay, this month, let's sort of make it more about this and skew it more towards this. Because, I mean, you're obviously all bringing your own concepts to the table. You're all bringing your own material to the table. But do you have sort of one thing where you sit down early on in the process and go, this month, let's tackle this thing? Mm.
3: We, well, I think when you used to have, like, this, the format changed a little bit where it was Corey and then one co-host. Yeah, And then in those days, there was a lot of that. And I think it was the second anniversary one. Five years ago now, yeah, that I was a co-host, and for whatever reason, we needed the theme that month to be whether I was going to shave Corey's beard at the end of the show, or he was going to cut my hair, and I had hair kind of like Julia yeah. at that time. <laughs> yeah, full uh, man and we Let bun, the yeah. audience decide. Yeah, and uh, I have short hair now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the audience spoke.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you guys ever had? Because I mean, obviously, with you're tackling stuff based on what happens, and you're trying to just have fun with it and keep things mm-hmm. like obviously. Have you guys ever? Taken on something so far where the audience wasn't quite willing to follow you into that.
4: Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I mean for sure. Especially sometimes more the headline jokes we try to sneak in some like yeah, you know, more edgy material that people will often be like Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about that one, um, but it happens sometimes in bits too. Well, it's hard because we're a news show, and the news is always so awful. You know, yeah, especially yeah. now, yeah, 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 deaths and it's shootings and it's yeah. you know disease and and we're a fun comedy show, so it's <laughs> sometimes hard to make light of that. But we try to tackle serious subjects in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the
0: dumber you go, the more serious you can get away with.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I did, for example, I did a like an anti-gun piece a while ago after you know some shooting which could have been any day of the week pretty yeah. much yeah. Um, there's there's always shootings and at our show sometimes there's bombings <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, <laughs> oh, terrible oh. Uh, but anyway <laughs> so I did this sort of anti-gun piece but instead of talking about real, you know, tragedies. Yeah. I just talked about the movie Hobbs and Shaw the whole time. It was so, it was so silly. <laughs> because, yeah, you just take the dumbest thing possible, which at yeah. that time was Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, you know, sort of put it on top of a serious subject, and the audience gets the permission to laugh at it and to, to have fun in these sort of darker areas. So so that's man, what,
7: like, when you're doing a news show, a satirical news show, you know that the audience is there, they know what you're doing. Yeah. They're there to try and find some sort of joy in these, like, times when we're just getting bombarded by this, like, really tragic, awful, like, fear-mongering news. So they're there to laugh at these things. So you do have to, like, give a lot of trust to them. But, like,
5: we... We have a lot of trust in them, and yeah. in return, and it yeah, gets, totally, it gets tricky to find that balance of finding the humor in it without laughing at anyone's misfortune in any mm. way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I remember the there was a sketch that Jeremy did a while ago where we did a joint uh, topic of reproductive rights for women and also <laughs> cooking segment at the same time. <laughs> yeah. um, so he was making a like a he was making a loaf of bread, and, and then at the end, it turned out his making of the bread is like an allegory for women's rights, but everybody yeah. thinks he's just like wildly misjudging the scenario. Mm. Um, but yeah, spoke. So finding more creative and clever ways to find the humor in these really depressing stories is one of the really cool challenges of the show as well.
1: And that's why it's good news, Toronto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to come back with more of the cast right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
3: Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on
0: 640.
2: We just to party. We just want We just want the money, money just for you. I, I know you wanna party, party just for me. Girl, you gotta dance, to- dance to- and break. We just wanna party, party just for you. We just want the money, money just for you. I know you, wanna party, Girl, you dance to- dance to- wanna party, party just for me. Girl, gotta dance, dance and shake the. Money. Money
1: Oh, yeah. Good news, Toronto. That's who we have right now on the show. <laughs> King of the Segways, Dean Young, you're listening yeah. to <laughs> Right here on Global News Radio yes. 640 Toronto, we are talking to the cast of Good News Toronto every month at Toronto's iconic comedy bar. You know what's the nice thing about, I mean, you guys know this better than anybody. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about comedy bar, about a venue like that mm-hmm. is... People, like you were talking earlier, Corey, people will just come in off the street and check things out. But it's it's a venue that just attracts, I don't want to, like, maybe it's a step too far to call them comedy purists. Mm-hmm. But people just come out and they want to watch comedy. What a novel sure. concept. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> we were talking before the show today, we've all, you know, been to those venues and been to those places where, you know... Surprise! A comedy show. Oh, God. And
7: it's of comedy And Everybody loves a surprise
1: comedy show. So that's the nice thing about a venue like Comedy Bar is people come in just to see what's going on. And, and automatically, those sort of inhibitions are gone. Yeah. Because they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to go check this out. I want to stop worrying about the world for yeah. 90 minutes and just be able to laugh it off and poke fun at the things that are scary. And I think some of that is lost right now in comedy I mean that's still the true power of satire is no matter what is going on in the world it's that ability to take this scary thing and take the power out of it and just sort of humanize it a bit and go let's just find the funny in this and I think you guys know you can find that in just about everything
2: Mm. or we have
1: to because the world's ending well I do my (laughs) best
3: to to do true reporting on the show and they tell me (laughs) that it's actually satire that I'm doing (laughs) but if if it works and they keep inviting me back I'm I'm going to go with it
1: well, I mean, and we were talking about this before we hit the air today, too. I mean, you know, in the last, let's say, decade, there's been this shift where, especially in American news, the pundits and the satire shows and the late shows became the actual news source for viewers. Yeah. yeah. Because it's more reliable. And I mean, Jon Stewart, of course, yes. led yeah. the way in a lot of this. And you had mm-hmm. Colbert and a lot of these. Mm-hmm. It became more reliable to actually get your news and political information from these satire shows than the actual news networks. Yeah, truly. Because those just became popcorn.
6: Yeah. And those became the spin. That was truly the inspiration for the show. Like way back when, when I started in uh, 2013, uh, Stewart was still on the air like John Stewart and and Colbert was doing the Colbert Report. And I was like, this is is, like my thing. I like, I love this. Mm. Uh, And then we had our infamous uh, mayor, Rob Ford. (laughs) Yes, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, how can I not do a new show based in Toronto? Because our mayor is insane. You barely have to write jokes because how insane it was. Uh yeah. And then when he passed away, it happened the week of the show. What? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. He's yeah, yeah, gone. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, how do we how do we make this funny? Yeah. And uh, you know, you just uh you just roll with it and just remind people these are things that this man did. Uh and like it's it was an insane time to be in Toronto at that time. Mm. So and
1: now we have and now we have the brother, oh, which is like yes, She's yeah. more serious and like yeah. dumb and scary. scary. it's yeah. funny. It's kind of like when I was in when I was in college. It was you know the George W. era, yeah. And it was like oh man, this oh, and, this and sucks. in comedy that's all we were talking about, and that's all mm-hmm. that was happening on late night. And it was like nothing. This is the worst. This is the end of the world. Yeah. And now it's like.
7: He's just an adorable bumbling idiot. And it's I want him back. (laughs) He was so cute. (laughs)
1: Trumpier, it's almost like, oh, those were the good old days, weren't they? Oh yeah. It's like he's going to
7: football games
0: with Alan. You know.
7: (laughs)
1: It's like so much scarier now and so much more absurd now.
0: The the hard part now is is comedy is often about heightening, like taking the thing further Mm -hmm. into the absurd. And it's already at such a high level, it's hard to heighten it anymore without it not being a thing anymore. Like it's already so height.
7: Yeah, Yeah. like, the news has become a satire of itself (laughs) now, so it's, like, it's hard to come at it from a satirical standpoint. And it's almost
1: like, Mm -hmm. you guys must tiptoe that line between, obviously, you have to lampoon this stuff and you have to address it. I mean, like it or not, you have to do Trump stuff once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. But you also want to pull people away from that because now, like, the our attention spans are so short and you the news cycle is so short and it's crammed down your throat so it's like you can't go anywhere without trump 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 Trump. social media is all horrible news trump 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 Trump. so it's like you have to address this stuff and make it funny but you also want to take your audience and go can we just forget about this yeah we we did a segment
6: on the show recently about the impeachment uh when that was all happening and my idea was uh I was like, hey, let's uh I'm gonna talk about the impeachment now. And instead it turned out that I was talking about something called impeachment ice cream. Impeachment <laughs> flavored ice cream. And they're like, What the hell are you talking about, Corey? I'm like, Well it's too depressing to talk about what's actually happening yeah. because he's not gonna get kicked out of office. He's gonna yeah. be there. So let's just eat ice cream because that's what you do when you're sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's right? also yeah. like you do a show once a month and these there's like five, six late night shows that are nightly coming out with the jokes. Yeah. By the time it comes to Good News Toronto, like what jokes are you going to tell about Trump that haven't already been done? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, usually several different shows in one night. So yeah. eat ice cream. Like that, that <laughs> yeah. Happens. There's like there's but, some
7: things you have to address that are like either nationwide or like from America, obviously. Yeah. But that's why it's important to do it about Toronto because these are things that aren't being addressed and mm-hmm. the late night shows. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah.
5: Yeah. and the us. one other thing we have going for us is the like the live aspect and the kind of community aspect where we
7: get
2: yeah. to discuss
5: this in a room with people rather than just getting it all through your phone at all times
1: exactly helpful
5: therapeutically I yeah,
1: it yeah. is it's like a group yeah. session almost we're going to come back with more good news toronto and and some good news right here on inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto <laughs>
6: Hey, I'm Adam Groh, the Cash Cap Guy, and you're listening to Inside
4: Jokes on 640.
1: Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Good news, Toronto. You are listening to Inside Jokes. What a segue right there. Nailed it. Little news radio there coming back from the break. You know what I miss about the, the 90s, Vince, is the... Sexy saxophone
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that was used in so back? many
1: comedy shows, right? Like that. Mm. It was an eighties and nineties thing because you had like night court, and but mm. I was like. Even Saturday Night Live, remember like G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live band? Uh, who was that guy? G.E. Uh, Smith. <laughs> no,
2: no,
4: no. no. <laughs> 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 it uh, you know,
1: Don Pardo. Don Pardo. Don Pardo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: yeah. I always remember like a
0: saxophone player on like a banister of an apartment building.
1: Yeah, it's like we don't Late use night? that anymore. No. Not enough <laughs> saxophone in comedy anymore. Need <laughs> we need sax. We need that on the show, We to bring it back on the okay. Okay. show. Okay. We're,
6: We're sax-y taking a it. You guys can do it. We'll do it. We can play the sax. I have a saxophone. It's a toy
1: saxophone
6: meant for children. I feel like that a
7: work. Very apt for the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: that's good, good enough for the
1: course you know we were talking before the break about how like yeah just t- tackling some of the more scary stuff and c- balance that balancing act between yes making fun of this stuff but also sort of distracting from it for mm-hmm. a little yeah. for one night at a time too and just sort of giving people a bit of a break it's also i'd imagine it also is tough even with a monthly show just to keep up with that news cycle i mean if you look at the last month now it's like three weeks ago we were like world war three with iran that's it that's yeah. what's gonna happen next and then five minutes later we was like nah that's done coronavirus though how about yes. that like, yeah, yeah it's just like there's always this huge scary thing that's going to take over the world yeah. and it just like our attention spans are dust now mm-hmm. and we just forget about this stuff so fast yeah it really yeah. sucks for
3: us when we write something for that and then it doesn't look like the world's gonna end yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah then no one's gonna remember yeah Yeah. it It happens in the the first week after the show then no one remembers it by the time it's a month later yeah Yeah. even though we were all gonna die like Mm
1: -hmm. and and it's tough for you guys i mean because in stand-up you can do sort of you you just find stuff that's evergreen and you try to talk about your own life and you know stuff that's relatable and has more of a shelf life within Mm -hmm. reason but for you guys the whole point is let's take what's happening right now and quickly make light of this. Well, <laughs> well it's you know like how a thing.
3: like f- uh, celebrities already have obituaries already written, right? So that as soon yeah. as they die, they're ready to go. So we have sketches yeah. about every celebrity couple getting divorced written <laughs> for, yeah. ready to go yeah. different wars and uh, every cast member
6: is gonna die yeah, so yeah we right. have just in
3: case
7: we don't have one for Corey cause who cares yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well cause he dies on every show <laughs> that's
1: true, yeah, that's true. He's yeah. just, but because relevant. he's always drinking at the show he's gonna just magically outlive all of you <laughs> oh. that's yeah. true the tequila's yeah. gonna keep it's you keep you going forever yeah
7: yeah I think that is like with stand up when you're doing political or relevant news you can just like write like a like an outline that you can plug stuff into, but especially with like the sketches, it's kind of harder to do that.
1: Well, and it's almost like a comfortable, not, I don't want to say safety net, but it almost is this nice thing where you guys know that you're always being as current as possible in this show. So for you guys as writers and as, you know, those of you who are out there doing standup, you know that you have this forum to go and almost workshop stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas in standup, that's sometimes the worst thing. It's like, okay, I have this new chunk of material about this thing, but I don't want to say it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you have to like pick what room you want to go and rip that bandaid off and go do it in front of like five disinterested people. Mm -hmm. Whereas here it's like, this is where we can go and just play with this stuff. We have an audience that already trusts in that and is there for that. It is much
7: safer than doing new material with standup. Much safer. Yeah. Because you always have like... A receptive audience. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. totally.
4: And I think because like, you know, these stories are breaking or whatever. They've been around for a day or two but people haven't necessarily landed on like what's funny about this Mm. horrible story. Yeah. So we're there to offer like, hey, maybe it's this. (laughs) Maybe it's not but maybe it is. And if it doesn't work I just tell them Jeremy wrote it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's the
7: easiest out. We just keep
4: going too. There's another
0: bit more bits if that bit didn't work we have yeah. another yeah. Bit, yeah. fast yeah. pace. Yeah. So, so things just keep flying
5: yeah. 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 It's all- yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fun feeling it out too because sometimes there's a story and we've got a spin on it but you can feel the audience as soon as we like say what the thing's about to be about kind yeah. of go like uh oh like how are they, they going to make this funny and yeah. then like yeah. within varying degrees of success it usually works out mm-hmm. I find that the yeah.
6: funniest way to do it is just to give your honest opinion of what what your what your take is on that story mm-hmm. so for example like when gay marriage was mm-hmm. uh, legalized in the United States mm-hmm. I was like this is the, it broke the day of a show and I was like how do I make this funny <laughs> yeah and I was like okay well it turns out that Ireland had legalized gay marriage a year before like the most famously Catholic country <laughs> yeah. the there and it's like and it took the u.s that much longer to do it and it's like that's just funny
1: you have it yeah. right there yeah. do you guys I mean I know it's tough to to I'm sure you all have your own version of this, but does some does one sort of bit stand out as maybe the most ridiculous thing you guys have ever attempted? <laughs> does that be do. successfully? We do so many
7: stupid Hot wing things. eating? Hot oh, eating? Yeah. oh, Corey and I did a hot wing eating competition. Just and on we stage. just Yeah, on stage, and I, I don't eat meat, so I had these, like, tofu... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was funny. I had <laughs> tofu wings, which I just ate cardboard on stage with hot sauce. It was horrible. <laughs> so horrible. dry. It was the worst... Thing we've ever done, maybe. That's what the audience said. I tried to hit on, hit
0: on the audience while pretending to be a solar probe one time. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a cardboard version of the solar shield that the satellite has and tried to throw out a piece of paper to get a number. <laughs> <laughs>
6: He's our science correspondent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. science, yeah. Yeah. Go. science go. stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There you go. How much do you guys get to sort of switch roles on the show, too? I mean, you all have your sort of. I do this. I do this. I do this. I mean, you're all writing this stuff together, but how how much do you guys sort of get to switch things up month over month? Well, chiefly, uh, I'm the the lead host, I would say. Yes, uh, you're yeah. the Lorne. We yeah, exactly. Uh, got we, that know. <laughs> we get it. You know, he screams
7: at me. So I'm producer. usually
6: my, my role on the show is usually to get shot on by the other cast members. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah.
7: Some We're of us do more character show. pieces, yeah. and some of us do more anchoring. But I mean, it switches up a little bit yeah, from time to yeah, time, yeah, depending
1: on who's available. Totally. You can feel the love. You can feel the love that makes this a seven-year show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we
0: just pick on the stuff we like the best, and if no one else likes it, then we know that no one else has stepped on our toes, right? Mm-hmm.
2: There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And
4: sometimes we get forced into things like I I end up, I have to play Trump on the show because, and this won't read on radio, but I'm the fattest member of the cast. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it'll read on radio. Yes. And the most racist. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're the most racist. Okay. Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> it comes across and you have a really big
2: tie. Yeah, have a tie.
1: Die. You have to do it, though. You have to. We're going to come back with more Good News Toronto right here on Inside Jokes.
0: Hey, this is Alan Park, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, Toronto. Good news. Uh, er- everyone died. <laughs> okay.
2: We always us. like
1: to end the show on the saddest song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so That's how you wrap up a comedy show every time. Thank- we've had the cast of Good News Toronto in studio with us tonight. And we're going to find out where can we watch... This show, it's every month at, well, we'll throw it to you, Corey, the Lorne of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I
6: make them call me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's the
6: last Friday of every month at Comedy Bar. Uh, so the next one there will be February 28th at 8.30. Uh, and then we have a very special Sketch Fest show uh, at Comedy Bar as well. It'll be March 6th at 9.30. So, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. And we're Tomorrow at Sketch Good Fest. News Comedy on Instagram. Beautiful I yep.
1: Good News Comedy. And some of our cast of... We'll get another quick roll call, actually, our cast of Good News Toronto. Great. So I'm Corey Birch, the host. Bobby Homer.
5: Yeah. Uh, Julia Haste,
7: Emily Ferrier.
1: Maddox Campbell. Jeremy Friedman. And where can we find some of you guys performing, writing, all of the above?
3: Um, I don't get on Good News Toronto as much as I'd like. I'll be there for the seventh anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby for Profit is a, a YouTube channel where I look at every type of YouTube video deconstruct them and just try to exploit them for my own profit and financial gain. So as you should. subscribe yeah, as you Bobby should. for Profit on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Um,
5: I'm two-timing with, uh, Good News Toronto with another sketch troupe wow. uh, at Sketchfest called The Wow. Uh, they perform, I believe, the 11th and the 13th. Uh, at the Franco Boney Theater and I also produce a show called Dumble Bangers which is another sketch show um, and my name's Julia Haste. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm a stand-up comedian so I mostly do
7: stand-up. I'm also starting a live dating game show that's going to be monthly nice. at 120 Diner starting March 12th at 9:30. and if you want to be one of the potential daters get in touch with me.
2: Nice. What is <laughs> <laughs> so your name, Emily? Emily
7: Barrier. <laughs> <laughs> and your Instagram. And Emily. my Instagram is Emily underscore Anne with an E, F. Not. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm Maddox Campbell.
0: Uh, good way to find out other stuff. I have a podcast called Break a Wish about magic wishes and terrible ironic costs. And we actually have some live shows coming up in Toronto. So if you're a Toronto local, uh, we're doing one at Bad Dog on March 9th. And we're also doing one as part of Comic Con on the twenty second on the Sunday of Comic Con. So if you're going to Comic Con, come check out my live recording. that.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, I'm Jeremy Friedman. You can follow me on Instagram at um, <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I do. It's mostly just it. pictures of food I've made or eaten. Um, <laughs> but I do also host, Yeah. Well, I also host a uh, food podcast with my brother, who's a an actual food writer. He's written for like the Globe and Mail and you know Munchies and other food magazines and stuff, uh, and that's called Canaan Table. Um, yeah, it's a good name. Uh yeah. And it's like a we review a Toronto restaurant every week, and then also it's very dumb. And I make fake ads that are basically audio sketches, uh, so you can listen to that. It'll be coming back soon. We're on a brief hiatus I right now. Wait, but I can't wait, man. Also, Yay. can I can I put in a little side plug for something that I know Corey and I do, and maybe some others? Uh, called yes. Funnies for Families. Yes, it's yeah. a, an organization that does uh, family-friendly comedy for um, mostly for kids and families in like a uh, Sick Kids Hospital or the Ronald McDonald House places like that. And they just launched yesterday a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, on Family Day, funny's for Family Day, uh, they're trying to raise money to produce um, basically YouTube videos of the type of things we do at those live shows, so nice. that kids who are at home or have left the Ronald McDonald House or whatever can watch it anytime.
2: Yeah, it's let's get
4: running.
1: Thank you to our cast
4: of Good News Toronto. Of course, hit up ComedyBar.ca
1: for tickets to their next shows. And of go check out Toronto Sketch Fest as well. You can see them and so much amazing stuff that takes over the city every year for Sketch Fest. Thank you to our panel. We'll be back next Sunday right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, you can tune into all of our episodes season four and beyond online on the Global News Radio Network. That's our show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's
7: comedy R. X. This week, featuring Good News Toronto with their skit about
5: gun control.
6: Into this, uh, and to want to delve into this, uh, and to talk more about this very serious subject is our most professional and respectful correspondent, uh, Jeremy Friedman. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hi, Cory. I'm loaded and I'm ready to talk about guns.
6: Okay, well, where do you stand on guns?
4: I think we should get rid of all guns. Oh, That's right. I'm not just talking about assault rifles or keeping guns out of the hands of people with criminal records. I think we should get rid of all guns, okay? I don't even want cops to have guns. For one thing, they're always accidentally shooting unarmed civilians but for another, their hands are too sticky from all those donuts they're eating. <laughs> all right? Okay, well, that's a stereotype. I <laughs> okay, think sure. I know other people eat donuts, too.
2: And that's because, <laughs> <laughs> because donuts.
4: and that's because donuts taste great. But guns don't taste great. They taste like metal. And they kill. Okay? And that's why people don't like guns. So I say, why not just get rid of all of them? And I'm not the only one saying it, either. Corey, have you seen Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, of course. It's great all right, fun. well, in that movie and what a movie. The bad guys have these guns that only work when you wear like special gloves or something. I don't know, I wasn't paying that much attention to the details, and neither were the screenwriters.
0: The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.